It takes a lot to become a successful better, and there's always lessons to be learned. In this series, we speak to a range of different people in the betting industry to find out what they have to say. This is Profit From Perspective. Hello and welcome to another episode of Profit From Perspective. Today I'm joined by someone who's well known across the world of gambling Twitter. He's one half of the great Deep Dive podcast. It's Andy Molitor. How are you doing today, Ben? It's great to join you here. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad to have you on. I've been following you on Twitter for a while and, and like the stuff you're doing. So interested to hear your answers to our questions. Perfect. Right. So when I, I reached out to you on Twitter and, and you mentioned that you listened to the, the Profit From Perspective episodes before, so you know what it's about. And we've done a fair few of these episodes, but now I just want to, just in case we've got any first time listeners, I'm going to briefly go over kind of what they can expect. So we've got five key betting questions. Every guest gets the same questions, but obviously the answers are going to be pretty different. Um, so are you ready to share your perspective and answer those five questions? Yeah, I think so. Here we go. Question number one, what do you bet on and why? For the most part, and obviously anybody who listens to you know the deep dive podcast that I do with Whale Capper, a lot of NFL football. NFL football is probably maybe the silliest thing to bet on since the margins are so tight and the, the market's so efficient, but we love the sport. It's my favorite sport growing up, favorite sport still to watch. I, you know, people can say without fantasy and gambling, NFL maybe wouldn't have the numbers. I still think I'd watch a lot of games. I still enjoy NFL football. It's fun to break down. It's really fun to follow the the analytics revolution that's kind of made it way. You know, uh, MLB and golf, I think, were maybe a little heavier into analytics first. But where the NFL is going now, there's been a lot of good, even just on Twitter, a lot of good Twitter follows that have really been breaking down some of the data and showing that maybe the old way of thinking isn't always the best way of thinking in the NFL. And I guess I do I do bet on college basketball as well. I haven't delved into that yet. It's too early. I don't have any data for the season yet. I'm going to get into that closer to Christmas time. I do, I do enjoy that because it takes me through the spring and then the summer I can kind of chill out and just get ready for the next NFL season. But, I mean, you've – in between, I don't know if you've seen any of this, we – we will bet on anything else that we think we can do enough research and find an edge on. I've had a lot of fun betting the Olympics. Uh, I talked to quite a few people behind the scenes, handicapping Olympic things. I mean, we've gone so far as getting into deep into Reddit threads about figure skating, watching figure skating practice on YouTube to try to figure out if somebody was completing a certain jump or not before we gambled on it. You know, I, and and I talk to enough people, and that's something I'll probably get into. That, that we've built a, a nice network on here. There's so many people that are so into so many different things that if somebody makes a compelling enough case and it's someone I trust, I'll I'll put some money on a, quite a few things. I've I've bet on chess, bet on the hot dog eating contest. We got pretty deep into the women's World Cup, and I don't even get that uh, that far into soccer. So pretty much everything, but mostly the mostly the big sports that we concentrate on here fair to say a, a broad range then is it you, you kind of um am i right in saying you've kind of got maybe like a bit of a split then there seems to be like a passion driven um sports that you're betting on with like the nfl and, and maybe basketball and then the flip side there's more 
kind of direct edge driven like the the figure figure skating stuff as well yeah and like i said some of those the edges that we'll get from other people and you know i'll, I'll talk to someone and they'll make a compelling case for something and a, 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 i will often place bets on that because i know it's something they've put the time and effort into and it's if the edge is there it's there and that that can really be said for the olympics like i said earlier the nfl is a tough market to beat it's tight i don't have any expectations of you know getting really rich betting the nfl but with the podcast and and just how much i enjoy talking to everybody i i interact with on twitter and outside of twitter about the NFL, I don't think I'd ever not bet it. But I, I, I do think I've made more money betting in the last few years, probably just on the Olympics than in the NFL, because it, it is a. Sometimes there are a lot softer markets in in niche sports like that. Right. So, question number two for you: What's the hardest part about betting? I think it has to do with the. Uh, the calendar and the sun and all that and the fact that there's just 24 hours in the day i just don't have any time i never have enough time i'm a big uh i'm a big idea guy not so much follow through i have lists and lists and lists of ideas that i want to run and back test and models i want to build and half built models i just i think the hardest thing for me is the time because you have to put the time in if you want to get it right and that's uh that's something that's keeping me from maybe betting baseball or the NHL. I've I've half started some models on that and just realized like I I can either put like my next 3 weeks of spare time towards building this and it might not even pan out or I can get back into what I'm good at or work on the NFL stuff that we need to get ready for. So I think uh, the rest will just, you know, the hard parts of betting, a lot of it's just a learning curve. You just pay attention and listen. You can get a lot of that. But, boy, if I if I had a – I need, like, a staff of people that would work for free, though, because I wouldn't want to pay everyone. <laughs> I just – yeah, I need about three more weeks in the week to get everything done that I want to get done. And that would really – that would really, I think, improve improve my ROI. Yeah, we kind of chatted a bit off air about how it's it's difficult to bet when you've got a busy life and other stuff going on. So if you're, if we look back at those things you said you're betting on, so if we say NFL and, and the other stuff out there, is it a case of splitting up your time because you like the NFL so much? Are you more inclined to spend time betting on that because it's the fun, it's the challenge? and Or are you more drawn to maybe if I can make money on something, I might not be so interested in it, but it's worth my time more? How do you kind of divide up what you're betting on? Yeah, and it does become tough because of you know the podcast I host with Whale. There, we have to we have to take the time and do the research so we can sound like we know what we're talking about and make some informed decisions and give some people some good information. So, even even if there is something that has maybe a bigger edge in a smaller sport or some niche market that I want to look at, I do. Uh, it's almost like my, my wife calls it my second job, even though we don't get paid very much. I do have to put a lot of time into the NFL, you know, just regardless. So luckily I do enjoy the NFL. I enjoy reading about it. I enjoy interacting with people and getting their opinions on things too. I think a lot of my time is split with the NFL just because it has to be with uh, what I'm doing with it, everything with it now. Right, so question number three. I think this is going to be a good one given what you've just said. What would you do with your time if it wasn't spent betting? This this is the hardest one. Whenever I listen to these, I always, I always wonder what people are going to say to this because, and I have, I've always kind of put myself in that situation. And I've never come up with a good answer. 
Now you have to. I know, and now I have to. I still, I'm still not sure I have anything. I still think I'd get involved in something in sports. I just enjoy watching, and oh man, and like I said earlier, the analytics stuff of it's so interesting. That's something I've found has been a fun part of maybe the improvement I've made trying to become a better better over the past few years is some of the math I've I don't know I didn't I I don't want to say I didn't enjoy math in in school in college but some of it I felt like and this is something maybe every kid says you know says to themselves or their parents or teacher you know when am I ever going to use this math this is dumb why why do I have to learn this quadratic equation why do I have to learn this sort of math? But the the kind of math that has come into play in a lot of the stuff I've learned about the past few years has been really interesting because I, I really enjoy, uh, you know, a math problem that you can find a, a, a solid conclusion to using the numbers that actually applies to something that you're trying to figure out. So I've actually, I don't want to say I've like taken a full math class, but I've done enough math research and watched enough YouTube videos and spent time in places like Khan Academy where I feel like I've taken several math classes over the past few years. So I think I would, I think I would get into something using, using math and analytics. And uh, one of your, you, you've talked to uh, Matt uh, plus EV analytics. Yeah. I talked to him enough on the side where he keeps me, he keeps me digging into more and more math because he's years beyond me with his actuarial stuff. Yeah, he's a smart guy. It makes me feel very stupid talking to him. <laughs> yeah, da- daily he does that with me. Right, so question number four. What one piece of betting advice would you give your old self? This was an easy one. And it, it applies, like I said earlier, with uh, what you say to your parents and your teachers when you're young and you think you know better. It's the same thing. You think you know better, and you don't. I would tell myself to listen to everybody who's smarter, older, more experienced. I can think of even even recently where there was points where I thought I'd figured things out and gotten better at this. And I want to say it was uh, Rufus Peabody several years ago, and I hopefully it was several years ago. If it, the more recent this is, the worse it makes me look. Him and his uh, his podcast partner, Jeff Ma, we're talking and Jeff asked him the question. He said, do you think you can beat a betting market without using a data-driven model? And Rufus just said, no, like straight up no. And I, I scoffed at that. I said, well, that's silly. You, you don't need you know numbers and analytics for everything. And boy, I think I was dead wrong on that. Like that's one of those moments that I just remember thinking I knew better than someone who did it professionally, and I, I feel silly about things like that now. And there's a lot of a lot of moments I had like that where I feel like I should have just paid attention more, because the greatest strides I've made, and I think anybody else can make, in doing this and being better at just learning the markets and better at sports wagering and in general is just learning to learning from people who know better there's there's so many good resources i mean a lot of your a lot of the stuff you've done even even just this last one i listened to uh the podcast you did with uh andrew mack there's a that's one i'll probably listen to again there's a ton of good information out there if you want to if you want to start taking notes and don't scoff at anything try to maybe and maybe that's the underlying messages here Keep an open mind to uh, 
to the process that other people's use because you're probably wrong for the most part and you, you have a lot of learning to do. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there fighting the good fight, should we say, like you said, you and Whale doing your pod and, and people coming on from, from Pinnacle and you mentioned kind of Rufus and, and Plus EV. There's, there's countless people out there and I guess the hope is that people do maybe learn the mistake that you've kind of owned up to and they do listen to that, that material and take it on board. Yeah, exactly. I wish I wish I would have listened to people better earlier on when I was just trying to figure things out on my own instead of thinking I would just know better and well, I can just beat the NFL market with anecdotal evidence and my eye test. So was it was there a point where you kind of maybe one bit of advice or one thing that kind of jumps out that you realized you didn't listen to or you overlooked and you think that's the last time from now on I'm going to I'm going to take on board this advice I'm going to really kind of think about things in more detail or was it just like a a real kind of gradual progression before you learned your lesson I think it was gradual but you can pick out certain moments certainly like the uh, and man I don't know if I even want to get into closing line value it's such a hot button topic sometimes in the social media space and online but I can remember when I was talking to several people about closing line value and it just clicked. Like that makes total sense. I believe in it. I'm, I'm, I'm sold on the markets being efficient. Um, maybe, maybe one of the other lessons that people needed to learn early and something I remember learning is, you know, everyone, you see that old saying, Oh, let's go get them. Let's beat up on the bookmaker today. Let's, let's take the bookmakers money. Well, you're not taking the bookmakers money. They're fine. You're going to be just fine. Pinnacle's going to be fine because there's you're taking someone else's money. You you need other people in the market. That's you know that's not how it works. You're not it's not you versus the bookmaker. It's you versus the market. The only time it's really you versus the bookmaker is if you're the very first person to put a wager in on a market when it opens. Everything from there on out, it's you're fighting against the market. And having proper respect for that and proper respect from. You know, seeing where markets originate and where moves originate, thats that was such a big realization for me early on, too, that uh, I wish I'd learned earlier. Yeah, actually, I said at the, the start of this, we often get very different answers, but that's actually one one kind of theme that tends to pop up time and time again is this misconception that it's it's not better versus bookmaker, it's better versus better, isn't it? Yeah. Cool, so question number five, what's your one honest truth about betting? This was maybe another realization that made me feel stupid. And it's the simplest, this is the simplest thing I'm going to say is it's just like everything else in life. You're not going to, you're not going to get lucky. I mean, people do, but it's, it's hard work. Like there, even, even weeks, I, I can see differences in weeks where maybe I'm not being lazy, but I don't have as much time to do all the proper research and due diligence and I feel less prepared and I think I have worse results like just like everything else you're going to do in life if you're going to do it proper and you want to be successful you have to put in a ton of time and hard work and that's the that's like the boring answer but that's kind of what it comes down to with everything I've uh yeah like I said I found I found myself looking at it and and saying do I really want to half you know do a half measure here and, and build a model that I'm, I'm not sure will even work and and you know, take shortcuts and not do a good job. I, I've kind of skipped over that now because in the past I would do that and be like, ah, you know what, I'm not going to grab all the data. I, I'm just going to work on this. We're going to we're gonna simplify things. And usually things like that haven't worked out for me. 
So, I mean, week in and week out, the people that I see doing the best out of the, you know, the individuals I interact with, it's the people that are spending the most time. They're doing the little things. They're properly monitoring the market. They're looking ahead. They're, you know, they're getting two steps ahead on a lot of things. They're taking a lot of opinions and, and data into, into account every week. And like I said, they're, they're putting in the work and that's how they're, that's how they're successful. And that, that's what I hate. And I'm semi tangential kind of thing here. When you see these posts on Twitter, whether it's from a bookmaker or just a media member and be like, look at this guy, he just hit a 15 leg parlay for 800,000 pounds. It's such a big win. This could be you. And that, that's, that's what fights against this so quickly. Like people think, Oh, I just, I, I should just place a bunch of those parlays or I should do a bunch of pleaser legs or something like that. And that's another thing early on. And this was, boy, this was over a decade ago where maybe one of the worst things that ever happened to me was I was having a halfway decent NFL season and I want, I hit a parlay like a five or five or six leg against the spread parlay for quite a bit of money for what I was betting back then. And I, I thought, well, that's, that's what I'm going to do now. And that bankroll was gone because that wasn't the hard work. That was me just trying to get lucky again. Yeah, I completely agree. I guess the the question is, is it's such a head scratcher for why people think it's so easy to win. I think Andrew Mack came on here and he had a great analogy that if you, if you kind of wanted to start out boxing, you're not going to throw yourself in against like a Tyson Fury or an Anthony Joshua. You're going to start low down. You're going to train, you're going to put in the work and, and try and work up to that level. So it's, do you have any kind of thoughts on why people think it's so easy to make money from betting? Well, and that was a really good point that he made. And it made me think more and more about people that, you know, they want to dive in and they want to bet the NFL. They want to bet the English Premier League, you know, internationally, some of these markets that are so liquid. I mean, even internationally, cricket, tennis, F1, there's so much money pouring into those. If you're just going to bet, you know, the, the, the majors at tennis, or you're going to bet the NFL, or uh, like I said, some of the big soccer leagues in Europe, those are super hard to beat efficient markets with tons of money. And, and maybe you should start and it's boring and it's weird and maybe counterintuitive to some of these people, but start with a small market, a niche market. Uh, you know, I, I know people who, and they're not beginners, but they've found various success in in smaller markets like that even inside of bigger markets whether it's it's like a sets handicap or live betting in tennis i know some people that have done very well for themselves finding some smaller edges within the bigger markets through derivatives like that and i think that's where maybe somebody should be starting out is finding a smaller market where the edges are a little bigger the the margins aren't as well the margins might not be great but where the you know, it's a little softer because you're not seeing a ton of money pour in, you know, through sharp means. Well, unfortunately, it's a shame to say it, but that's our questions over for today, Andy. I was, I was loving what we were getting through there. But as I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Deep Dive podcast. I'm sure our listeners will get a, lo- a lot out of having you on here. So thanks for taking the time out of what is obviously a very busy schedule and, and answering the questions. Absolutely. I enjoyed, enjoyed speaking with you today. It was a lot of fun. And like I said, I'm a I'm a listener too. I enjoy listening to these throughout my week. Always good to hear it. And I guess for anyone out there that, that isn't kind of aware of you at the moment or what you're doing, can you just kind of share your, your Twitter handle and where people can find you? 
Yeah, they can find me on Twitter. I'm at Andy MSFW, uh, co-host of the Deep Dive Pod. That has a handle too. I think it's just at Deep Dive Pod. I'm going to post I mean, if you're on my Twitter handle, I'm posting that every week. We do a couple podcasts a week. We do halftime periscopes over all the primetime NFL games. So we're out there doing a lot of NFL content every week. You'll see me. Yeah, definitely a must follow from my perspective. Um, if anyone's listening and you don't follow Pin- Pinnacle on Twitter, then our handle's at Pinnacle Sports. You can also read our educational articles on the betting resources section of Pinnacle.com. And we've also got helpful videos on the Pinnacle YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and remember to tune in next time for Profit from Perspective. Perspective.